Hello and welcome. You're joining in with me, Velody, and Stage Secrets. Today we're bringing you stories, as always, from on stage, off stage, and backstage. As we go forward in this increasingly digital age, it's only going to get more and more important to hone your own message so that you can deliver it at the drop of a hat, no matter who's watching. This show is specifically all about sharing insights that I've learned from over 20 years, what? Yes, I am that old, on stages so that you can adapt and craft your own stage presence whether it's on or off camera, a live radio broadcast, or a media appearance. And if that wasn't enough, we will have some fun shout-outs coming up. We may even feature an Ask Me Almost Anything segment, and there will always be the return of glasses, no glasses. In today's episode, we're going to get into failure. One thing that people fear more than anything else is to fail and to fail big and to fail publicly. So what we're going to do in today's episode is how you can shore up your chances of as and when failure happens, which it inevitably will, you can mitigate some losses, you can mitigate some embarrassment and frankly you can take the lessons you need to take, dust things off and head forward in the best direction possible. Now, when people ask me about failure, what I'm going to say to you might shock you, but I have more, many, many more failures than I would care to normally mention. And what I'll also say is that is definitely the case for pretty much all the people you admire too. And we'll get into those at the very end. Now, I failed at my first and only stage audition. I was about eight years old and it was for a theatre show in Ashton. Shout out to Barrett and all the Ashton Massive. I don't remember anything about it except that I didn't get in. I didn't get accepted. I got rejected and I had to shuffle away from the theatre feeling, well, frankly, not great about myself. And I was left wondering, what have those other girls got that I haven't got? And frankly, I didn't have a clue. So much so that I never went to a stage audition again. (laughs) Now, that's not really exactly the hang in there story that you were probably expecting, is it? But I'll get to one of those in a moment. Now, I also failed at my first and only reality TV singing show audition. When I went to this, I went a little bit left field, kind of before most auditionees were doing that. And I did one of my own songs. At least I think that's what I did. One of those things that happens when you have a strange moment in time is that often you what happened kind of gets lost in your memory and you can't quite recall exactly how things went. So it's a little bit hazy um, and anyone who knows me and what I'm all about knows that I'm really about now and next week and I have a tendency to shelve old news fast. 
Anyway, it was one of the first auditions, possibly for The Voice or something like that. It was in a hotel, possibly Glasgow, if memory serves. And I was on crutches at the time. I'd uh, smashed up my foot during a, a dance move gone wrong. And I had to make my way all the way up to some hotel on and off a train. I remember that uh, I was I was going, getting off the train and clearly I was being a little bit slower than the people around me wanted. And I remember that two people just kind of manhandled me and essentially lifted me off the train and just sort of left me in the middle of the station. And well, frankly, I was (laughs) a little bit peeved. And when you've had something like that happen to you where you're not completely able-bodied, you really understand something new about the world, which as an able-bodied person which as an able-bodied person, you just have no idea how difficult the world can be to navigate when, in my case, I had didn't have the use of one of my legs properly. Anyway, back to failure. So I'm on crutches, I've got to the hotel, I'm teetering around in the queue, I had my lucky purple top on, and... Well, we were in a corridor, then we were in a room, then five of us were stood in a row and we just had to sort of, off you go then. And again, the rest of it's a little bit hazy, but my lucky top had clearly only been lucky until that day because even though I was there on crutches, they didn't even put me through. How rude. Now... The standard answer that people say is, well, I didn't get picked because I wasn't the right fit or I wasn't as, quote, attractive, unquote, as someone they always, uh, as someone else. Um, They always pick the fit, easy to manipulate ones. That's sometimes what we end up saying to ourselves, saying to ourselves. And that may or may not be the case. And I can tell you, I certainly had the least amount of makeup on in that room. That's for sure. In fact, I do in most rooms, to be honest. Side note, if anyone does want to become my resident makeup artiste, please contact the show. You can slide into the DMs on my pitiful insert, Velody Official, and let's talk. But back to failure and why you're really here. I'm going to go off piste a little bit and say, frankly, the reason I failed was probably because I wasn't as prepared or polished as the ones who did get chosen. And that's more than likely the reason that most of us don't get chosen. And it isn't often what we want to hear, right? Now, I refer to this in my series called Epic, and it's a 10-minute presentation I give and a four-part film I've made. And the C in Epic stands for Chooseworthy. And it asks you, are you, by definition of your actions and thoughts, actively choosing yourself are you making yourself chooseworthy are you making it easy for people to choose you or like I was am I making it more difficult for people to choose me now when we failed just like at my auditions I wasn't making it easy for them to choose me and if I remember rightly I think my breath control was a little off Could it have been nerves? Quite possibly. Pretty likely my wardrobe choices were off too. There may have been a hat involved. Indoors, always risky. 
Now, the truth is, when your breath control is a little off or when you're a bit nervous and you've not practiced enough to let the nerves ebb away a little bit, then it is difficult for people to choose you. And so we'll get into that as the series go on about how to really prep for very important stage, for very important tests of your character, for very important tests of your media presence, for very important tests of your pitching and networking skills. And we are going to cover those as the series goes on. And, but I'm going to move into something slightly different now. And there are so many failures that I could choose from. I'm a heart on my sleeve, say it as I see it type. And sometimes those things have served me really well. And sometimes they've snookered me a little bit. But it all comes back to knowing your audience. Now, the philosopher Pythagoras said, know thyself. And that is a huge topic or even topic for another day if you fancy that rabbit hole. But knowing your audience and even more so being able to read them in an instant and adjust accordingly is probably the most valuable asset that I've come to have in my toolkit. Well, it's sure as hell not hairdressing and makeup skills, that's for sure. Shout out to Jennifer Ashley Hair. I would be lost without them making me look presentable twice a week. I divulge it all here as part of Stage Secrets. Now, another backstage secret side note I'd like to share is when you're recording a show, specifically TV shows in this case, they call out final checks just before they call out turning, which means the camera is starting to capture and then you hear the all-important action that we're all familiar with. But final checks are an invaluable part of stage success. So the next time you're about to head into networking, chat to a client or do a media appearance, do your final checks so that you can stay stage present on stage or off it anytime you like. Just before we wrap up, I want to come back to the point I made at the beginning. I want you to be aware of thinking that the people that you look up to, they never got told no, they never got a door slammed in their face and they never got told to give it up, will you? I want you to check out the stories of Lady Gaga, if you can, about how many people rejected her. If you don't like Lady Gaga, I've got an alternate for you, don't worry. Sarah Blakeney. She was a door-to-door printer sales rep who went on to found Spanx and she's now a billionaire. You can imagine how many doors were closed in her face when she was a door-to-door salesperson. So again, if you think that people are saying no to you, it's personal to you, it's not. So never underestimate the power of a no to help you polish up your act. For me, it was making sure that my breath control was taken care of by learning some exercises 
And it was by learning, investing in people that could help me look great before I went on stage because it wasn't my skill set to do that. So we're going to wrap up the show now. Stage Secrets will be back for another episode very, very soon in which we will be answering questions from the audience and we'll let you know how you can communicate with the show so that we can get some of those questions linked up for you. In the meantime, you may connect with me on LinkedIn and it's been an absolute pleasure to spend this show with you today. We'll see you and hear you and appreciate you on the next episode.